Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or re-delegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates their support. Today on the Ether, we have the GT Capital Kinetic Money chat. Let's take a listen. Cool. Okay. So we've got myself and Jimmy and Lenny and Ma from Kinetic Money. Um, <clears throat> welcome everyone to another. Uh, GT Spaces, the first one in 2022, where we're trying to connect the uh, Terra community closer to the projects that are upcoming and launching. Um, today, we are uh, joined by the guys from Kinetic Money. Um, guys, do you want to just a uh, couple of minutes just to introduce yourselves and, and your background in crypto? Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm Mark. Um, I... My original background is actually in business, um, and then I stopped doing business and taught myself how to code and became a developer. And I've been in the Cosmos ecosystem more on the core protocol uh, side of things for about uh, three years. And then I've been playing around in Terra and decided to take the leap and start something from the ground up. And that's where kind of Kinetic came to be. Thanks, Mark. Lenny, you there? Hearing, hearing a lot of shuffling from Lenny, but no, no actual words. Two years, but uh, since then, um, have been doing some marketing-related stuff. So not so much in the blockchain, um, in terms of the yeah nine-to-five job, I guess. But obviously, always had my uh, kind of feet in inside um, DeFi, and and you know, especially once Terra kind of came up and about. Um, so yeah, I definitely would consider myself a lunatic in that sense, um, but super pumped uh, to be on this today and um, yeah, hear what, what questions you guys have for us. Yeah, it's great to have you both here. Um, speaking of the, the team, is, is, there, is there a larger sit- team that sits behind the screen at Kinetic? And how did you come to build on Terra specifically? Yeah, so there's about... Um six or seven of us um uh varying from uh front end design um devops and memes and uh legal ops and uh a data analytics person um so there's definitely a few of us um they are they like to be more behind the scenes um and so that's what they're focusing on and then uh lenny and i are trying to be more forward facing so how's the holiday period over the last month, um, trying to spend some time with family and also get this thing moving towards launch. 
So uh, at least at least for me, luckily enough, um, I'm in Europe and my family is uh, not in Europe and in, in the States. And so uh, I didn't want to go back to the States and deal with traveling and because of all this like Corona and all the stress with like maybe missing a flight because you don't have a test. Um, and so I decided to stay. And so um, I was cooped up at home and really just coding away, trying to get everything done um, and then hopped on a few family calls. Heads down and focus. Nice. Yeah, on my side, uh, pretty similar. Um, I have family here. Um, so I'm, I'm located in Germany and I have, I am from Germany. So I have family around the corner here, but we just spent two or three days there and then straight back to <laughs> focusing on, on launch for sure. Cool. Um, so talking about the project, do you want to give everyone here an intro into what is kinetic money and where the inspiration came from? Yeah. So, uh, funny, funny enough, the project was, the project kind of started randomly. Um, it was uh, a friend of mine started his own project in a different ecosystem and we were looking for names for his project. Um, and he started out with the name entropy and then now, uh, diverged into something else. But we were kind of like looking at synonyms of entropy and kinetic came on. And then I quickly, I really liked the name kinetic and then went online and to like Namecheap and saw that kinetic.money is available, bought the domain. And then I was like, okay, let's figure out what to build now. And then like looking at the DeFi ecosystem on Terra and kind of like what's missing, we, we kind of like settled on building a, uh, a product similar to Alchemix. So the, the name came before the idea. That's quite unusual. Um, yeah. But for, I, I guess a lot of people here in Terra may be not familiar with with Alchemix. So, I mean, I think we, we get the, the headline, self-repaying loans. Do you want to talk a little bit to, to how that works and how you're going to take the application from uh, from the ETH native version to, to, to a Terra version? Yeah, definitely. Um, so in short, um, what Alchemix and Kinetic aim to do is uh, a user comes in and deposited, deposits a asset, um, a collateral type. We can use UST for our example. So the user comes in and deposits UST. This UST is then uh, directed towards a yield bearing protocol like Anchor. And then on inside the vault, the user is able to take out a loan, in, a loan in derived in the derived of the collateral of the um, derived of the domination of the collateral. Meaning that if UST is deposited then a synthetic of UST is able to be minted, in this case, KUST. So if Luna is deposited, then like KLuna K could be um, minted as a loan. Um, if KAtom, KSoul, all these things are deposited, then, um, then they'll be able to take out loans um, in the synthetic. And so in turn, what happens on the back end is every so often, the a harvest function is called. And this harvest function tech just looks at the yield bearing protocol and says, okay, I deposited this amount of money, this amount of collateral in your protocol. And now I've waited X amount of days, X amount of minutes, and there should be some yield that was generated from this. And in turn, it takes that yield into the kinetic system, into the kinetic vault and pays, pays down the global debt. And so right now, so when a user takes out debt, they take out a loan and this is counted as debt towards their account. 
And now if a user doesn't have a loan and an outstanding loan, then the uh, yield is credited to their system. So in this case, if a user takes out, if, if a user deposits 100 UST and doesn't take out uh, any yield for any um, synthetic for the next year, that means there's a 20%, um, there's $120 now in that account. Well, now instead of like taking out $120, the user can take out a loan of up to $70, meaning if the user takes out $70, then their account is reset to zero and there's no debt and there's no credit. Now, we're, now the, the overarching question is kind of like, where does that yield go after it, it helps pay down the system? In our case, it gets sent to the phaser. And what the phaser does is it does two things. First of all, it sends all these tokens that it receives from the vault back into the yield bearing protocol in order to receive a higher yield for the people participating in the vault. And the second part is it helps maintain the peg of the synthetic and the collateral. So in this case, we want to maintain the peg between KUST and UST. And so there's many ways to maintain the peg. The first being arbitrage. So the interesting thing here is if you take out a loan of, let's say, $100, and then you go and use those, those KUSD tokens, let's say, on um, some credit system, some, credit, uh, some debit card system, and then all of a sudden you have an outstanding loan for $100, and all of a sudden, let's say, in, in a scenario where the peg breaks down to like $0.95, cents, well, now it's like you can go buy 100 KUSD for $95 uh, dollars and then repay your $100 loan in the system because in the system, one KUST is always equal to one UST. And so in this sense, you essentially made just $5. So that's the first way the peg can be, can be assisted to be maintained. But the second is the phaser, where essentially you, if you don't have an outstanding loan or if you don't have uh, uh, anything to repay in, in the vault, then you can stake your KUST and over a period of um, X amount of blocks, the the KUST will be phased into uh, UST. And so in this sense, the, as long as there is funds in the phaser to, with, to withstand the phasing, then, there will, then the KUST token will always be, the synthetic will always be worth the collateral. And so this is like the foundation of Kinetic, and this is very similar to uh, Alchemix. There are a few minor variations in terms of how we um, distribute tokens to the yield yield bearing uh, parts, but also we kind of chose to start at this point uh, in a very similar point to Alchemix to set a foundation. Um, Alchemix, we love Alchemix. We're heavy users of it in the Ethereum world, um, and we want to use it as a foundation to build more products in the future. Hey, cool. yeah, hey, Mar, I just want to jump in and ask, like, um, you know, what do you? foresee folks being uh using the uh, self-repaying loans for i guess some some use some popular use cases that we've seen on ethereum and perhaps maybe some unique ones um that are um kind of native to the terra ecosystem hey ryan not sure if you're talking but you're on mute if you're if you're saying something i think i heard a question from jimmy there right yeah i think i think um i think mars microphone might have switched oh, to him it was jimmy talking then i can't i can't hear jimmy talking that's weird. Are you both on the same account? Are you both on the GT Capital account? Oh, that might be what it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> Jimmy, you you stay on. I'll I'll jump off. So I think the question there, uh, uh, and Mark, I'm not sure if you heard the question. It was, can you give us some examples of use cases 
where a user may want to uh, take a self-repaying loan, both on like classic Ethereum use cases and maybe some Terra-specific use cases. Yeah, so the, the overarching goal is anywhere that's accepting UST. So pay with Terra, Kosh, Kado, um, White Whale, Kujira, Angel, like anywhere that's accepting UST, we want to work on integrating KUST with them. Um, and so the, the immediate use case that we would really love to see is a kind of debit credit card. And this is a like feature that we have planned and we have designed, we just haven't implemented yet um, within the vaults. Um, and the idea is essentially you go and swipe your card at a, a 7-Eleven or a Shpady, and then once you when you're swiping your card, your card essentially draws from your uh, CDP and it draws KUST in order to like pay your uh, transaction. And so in this sense, it's in a way like a credit debit card um, because it's and it's automatically it's a repaying loan. And so over time, it will be repaid. And so that's like a really interesting and something that like I'm very excited about. Um, Len can definitely give a lot more ideas. For sure. And I think the, the, the cool thing, um, what Mark just explained is that um, when the user essentially swipes their card, um, instead of what you usually would do is, let's say there's a UST balance behind the card and it's um, earning yield in Anchor or, or some other way. What usually would happen is you just lower your collateral by spending money, essentially. So you have less collateral that's earning your money. However, if you do that strategy um, by taking out the CDP um, of KUST and using that for covering whatever you pay, you're essentially not lowering your collateral, meaning there's more money at work at all times and that money will um, gradually pay off uh, your loan. But you uh, have a, you can make more yield by having obviously the higher uh, collateral. Obviously, we want to kind of abstract that and have the user potentially not even know about uh, they're doing it. So um, one, one yeah, big thing on, on my focus is um, to get um, some partners um, on board. And we had a lot of good conversations. So I'm sure after launch, after we have our uh, Kinetic SDK um, out there, I think they will, we'll, we'll see a, a adoption of kind of this, this uh, idea um, fairly quickly. Um, another one, I guess, um, that's actually Mark's uh, favorite use case is kind of uh, payment streaming. Um, similar idea, um, but you, it's not only about uh, a debit card. It's about kind of any, any, any payment can really be done um, by taking out a loan on your collateral and having the loan um, yeah, paid back uh, automatically. Yeah, I think Jimmy's been saying in the GT Capital uh, Telegram group for probably about six months now of whenever he first heard about Kinetic that he's going to buy a, a MacBook um, and have it have it uh, pay, pay the loan back itself. Yeah, that's uh, with the new MacBooks coming out every couple of years, it's a good excuse to uh, just get a new MacBook and then have the loan pay out by the next year and then just get a new one the following year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just to just to kind of replay back some of the some of the walkthrough that we've been through here. So you mentioned users depositing collateral. You mentioned UST, Luna, Atom, etc. Is there a is 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 V one going to be just UST, or will it have? Will you be able to deposit Luna as collateral as well? So we want to focus on UST as the first use case and um, really. Set, set the ball in motion with UST and bring it to a stable place um, with a constant factor of growth. 
And then after that, we want to look at expanding out. Um, we want to, because Anchor will be like our foundational um, UST yield, um, we are very focused on the yield, the yield reserve of Anchor right now um, and seeing how that can evolve. And so if uh, depending, it's really dependent on multiple factors on how fast we introduce new asset pairs. Um, but we definitely want to add more and add quickly. Okay, cool. So um, I think everyone's ears picked up when you mentioned K Luna because we're getting a whole uh, alphabet full of different types of Luna at the minute. Um, so so MVP product, uh, products essentially will be UST. So when I when I deposit my UST into into Kinetic, uh, how so so let's say I, I deposit a thousand UST in there. How much will I be able to borrow? Uh, right now, um, we have a rough uh, a lower bound of fifty uh, percent, but we're running some simulations right now in which we would consider like increasing it um, from fifty percent to possibly higher, like sixty seventy percent. Uh, but um, we really, it really, at the end of the day, um, as we run those simulations, we'll kind of figure out what the protocol um, will be most healthy with. Um, and be it that if we start at the lower bound 50%, at like what stages can we increase that to 60 or possibly 70%? Um, there is, um, so I know Doe mentioned a couple times um, Kronos, the kind of like um, credit score system that would essentially be coming to Luna. Um, and this kind of really perked our ears and we started thinking about how we could use the Chrono system to possibly offer some uh, accounts higher collateralization limits because they have a, a higher credit score on, on Terra. Um, and so we're really excited to play with that idea a lot. That's a really interesting application for sure. Um, so, so I'm depositing UST, I'm borrowing K, KUST at up to 50%, maybe 60 or 70%, depending on how you guys can progress things. Um, now my, my view is that you, you're then putting that UST into AUST and using that yield to essentially pay off the loan over time. Um, is that the only, is, is that the main source of yield or do you guys have any other strategies to increase, uh, the yield from that UST? Yeah. Um, so this has also like been a, a very interesting subject for us. Um, so also to clear up, um, you will also be able to deposit AUST, not only USD. Um, this is primarily because there's close to 3 billion AUST just sitting in people's wallets and asking people to unwind that back into USD only to rewind that back into AUST seems, about, seems a bit cumbersome. So users will be able to deposit and withdraw AUST directly from Kinetic. Um, and the other yield, so we are really interested in Prism and adding Prism uh, Y tokens to Kinetic. And so in this sense, um, this is this would be a, a different than a UST strategy. But in this sense, we would allow users to deposit their Y assets into Kinetic. And then those Y assets would help pay back the loan, uh, the debt of the system or of the individuals who have deposited that Y asset. Um, we find this really interesting because that means certain individuals who deposit Y Luna or Y any asset could push their yield far above the um, the protocol's uh, minimum. Hey, can you guys hear me? 
Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, the mechanism in which the phaser can um, boost yield returns? Yeah. So essentially after the volt, um, the volt harvests the yield and sends it to the phaser, the phaser puts the UST uh, back into the yield bearing protocol, be it Anchor or some other money market that will come to Terra or some other yield bearing um, protocol. So it puts it back into the yield bearing protocol. And now this, the phaser itself is generating yield. And so after the, after the phaser generates yield, instead of harvesting it and sending it back, uh, sending it somewhere else, what it essentially does is it calls a message on the bolt contract that pays down the global debt. So you can, for example, if there is um, 20 million UST in the vault and 20 million uh, UST in the phaser, this would essentially double the yield on that original 20 million in the vault. Uh, therefore, Make take uh, making twice as much anchor yield. So, so I think this is quite a big deal, where folks would be incredibly interested in using Kinetic just for this feature alone. Um, where, you know, when I used Kinetic um, early last year, I mean, sorry, Alchemix early last year, I realized that, you know, we we've talked a lot about protocol liquidity, you know, these last six months, and emissions. And the idea of war chests and treasuries being able to uh, generate yield for, uh, you know, creating value for the underlying token. But now that I think about it, like this phaser transmuter kind of idea is like the OG protocol on liquidity, right? That the treasury, um, but in this case, like the phaser is essentially, you know, holding a whole bunch of UST that's generating yield. And instead of just, um, you know, just instead of just holding on to this money for future uses, it's just boosting everyone's return and um, just boosting to how quickly their debts are being repaid, right? Um, so, exactly. I, and if I did the math right, like on a 50% uh, loan to value um, borrow, and if it's being repaid back at twice the rate of uh, the current anchor yield, um, then it would take roughly about one and a half years for that loan uh, to be paid back, right? So just with the with the whole laptop example, like if I wanted to buy, you know, a four thousand dollar MacBook every eighteen months, I would shove eight thousand dollars into Kinetic, borrow fifty percent, go buy that laptop, and every year and a half, I can just get like the latest latest and greatest um shiny object yeah it, for for us there's been definitely been a few moments um at the core of course like everyone on the team loves to like degen and like ape into various things on ethereum and uh and a lot of it into terra and various other protocols and there's been so many moments that was like oh if we if we only had kinetic on terra like launch today this would be so much simpler or like we could like ape even more into um, this other protocol. And so we've definitely had those moments where it's like, if we're saying those things, that means there's definitely other people saying the same thing. Would it be fair to say that like, if I deposited a whole bunch of Y Luna inside you know, some future version of Kinetic that I could potentially boost my 
debt repayment to something ridiculous, like, you know, going from one and a half years to one year to six months to maybe even like, I don't know, like weeks worth of repayment on a 50% loan. Yeah. Um, this is like the most interesting thing. I mean, with, um, with the, with Luna, uh, being burned uh, every day, the staking return going up. And then, uh, we've talked with like the, the prison folks on like how to collaborate on this front. And it's like, we we've like played around with some like possible numbers and the amount of yield that would be, you'd be able to generate from something like this is definitely higher than what you'd be generating, just holding your assets um, in anchor alone or anchor and so, or some other protocol. So with, with, with Luna, I feel like it's a lot different than all of the other like potential B assets, right? Like for, yes. for Luna, we can, um, you know, mint, or say say burn the Luna staking rewards into UST directly, but with like, you know, like BE, there be Sol, be Adam. You're you're essentially selling these, uh, you know, the staking rewards for those, you know, proof of stake assets and turning it into UST. Whereas, um, for the Y Luna portion, you're essentially by using Kinetic, you're helping us. Uh, and just using the uh, the kinetic protocol, you're just helping the uh, burn rate of Luna even further. Yeah, is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Um, this was, this is what makes the integration with Luna so interesting. I don't think there's another chain where you can do something like this. So, like the the way Terra is designed really brings a huge benefit to kinetic and adding Y assets or just Luna yield back to. Um, back to users. Okay, awesome. And I'm sure we could talk about strategies all day, but I know there's a bunch of other stuff about the protocol and the launch sequence and everything like that that um, we want to chat about. So maybe I can defer to Ryan to to continue on with the convo. Yeah, Jimmy's gone into full Imaginor mode there, I think. Um, But that's all good. Um, I see people are starting to line up for, for questions. So I think if we just maybe wanted to cover cover off the governance token aspect of the protocol and then we'll move to questions. So if you do have questions, start raising your hand now. Um, so yeah, Mark, just over in terms of in terms of the governance token, there's a I believe it's the CNTC governance token that's going to be releasing alongside the protocol. Perhaps you can talk a little bit first to kind of what does what function does the the token have how, how does it accrue value and then maybe moving into how, how will the token be distributed yeah definitely um so uh it, it's it's K, kntc um and so so basically uh kntc will help govern the protocol and help govern the treasury and um really be used uh for with stakers and so from day one the protocol fees of kinetic will be sent to stakers um, and how users will be able to stake is similar to what we've been seeing with um, Astroport and uh, with the recent PRISM uh, announcement is that there will be an XKNTC and so K, uh, the kinetic stake will be auto compounding. And where do, they, where do kind of like the incentives um, kind of come from? So the protocol fees are split into roughly three to four um, different groups um, and the groups break down as uh, 12 12.5 percent for angel protocol um, shout out to angel 
um, and then 25% to the DEV fund, but the DEV fund is capped. Um, and the reason we chose to opt for a DEV fund is because Kinetic is entirely uh, self-funded. So we did not do any sort of raise uh, pre-launch. Um, and so we would like to um, hire more people full-time. And to do so, we want to kind of get some funds in through the door. But then the rest of these funds are sent to stakers. So roughly 62, uh, 62.5% are sent to stakers from protocol fees. But after the uh, debt fund cap is reached, then that other 25% is also sent to the stakers. And then once the debt fund kind of dips below the cap, then it's um, redirected. So we saw this as like, we don't want the debt fund to grow immensely. We want it to like be sustainable. And then the rest just go to stakers. And at what and, point are you capturing those protocol fees? So the protocol fees, there is a small percent taken on the on the harvest fee. So um, we may be starting with uh, like five to ten percent of the harvest fee, which of the harvest, which it would equate um, would would bring the overall yield uh, of uh, kinetic down from like I think it's like nineteen point five percent right now on anchor and it would be reduced to just 19 percent. so just taking that uh, little amount out um, in order to pay back uh, stakers um, and uh, stakers angel protocol and the dev fund now um, past that we aim to uh, bring on as much protocol owned liquidity as we can um, from day one and so this is kind of like how we the launch sequence is quite complex i'd say we're still working on the on the details but in short we're aiming to do a lock drop event in which users will be able to lock ust token in return for kntc and what this ust will be used on the on inside the protocol is for um, seeding the phaser and also seeding a kust ust pool and so the interesting thing here is while many other protocols that are doing lock drops, the user kind of suffers from impermanent loss based on how long they lock up their tokens in the protocol. And so in Kinetic, since the tokens are being used to uh, on a stable swap pool, then the chance of impermanent loss is very minimal um, to none. And so essentially you're not losing out. There's no opportunity loss, opportunity loss for uh, participating in the lock drop. And so the phase one is lock drop and an airdrop. Uh, we previously mentioned some airdrops on Twitter. And then phase two will be an LBP. Um, the LBP will be um, similar to Angel, um, similar to uh, White Whale, and the LBP will be transitioned into the AMM pool for Kinetic. Okay, cool. So, so three stages, lock drop, which is essentially people locking up their UST for a specific amount of time in exchange for X amount of kinetic tokens. You then got the airdrop. I don't know if you want to speak any more to that because you know it's a it's a it's a very generous airdrop. I think probably given that you haven't had to take any VC funds, you've been able to put a larger proportion of tokens into that into that bucket. Uh, and then the third, and then finishing off with a with an LBP that will then take the the token into 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 essentially launch phase. Yeah, um, we're quite uh, happy with this design. Um, well, 
I, I say that now as coding it is definitely not making me happy um, and uh, not making some of the team members happy um, just because the, there's an added amount of complexity and there's a lot of testing to be done. Um, and so this is, uh, so the, the nice thing here is like uh, on the lock drop, you're not really losing out to impermanent loss with locking your UST in the protocol. Um, and we find that there's going to be a pretty high percentage of tokens, uh, liquid tokens from day one. And this was definitely enabled by not taking extra money from VCs and not selling part of the protocol. If I could just reiterate, um, okay, yeah, we have the, the airdrop. Um, but I think the, the, the important thing to note is like that, that lock drop, when you said it's seeding, you know, the KUST, the UST pool, as well as um, the phaser, those are all the mechanisms that will help one, uh, keep the peg of the synthetic um, stablecoin, KUST, as well as boosting um, the anchor returns, right? So the, the more funds that you raise from the lock drop, is it fair to say that the higher the boosted yields may become uh, in the phaser? Yeah. So um, the yeah the higher amount of funds raised in the, the lock drop will enable a higher amount of yield from day one. Um, so of course the the interesting thing here is um, from research based on uh, what we've seen with Alchemix, the peg is like fairly um, well maintained, and so uh, the LUSD peg is fairly well maintained without the phaser, and so the the without the transmitter in their case, so the phaser ends up just accruing more and more tokens in order to just uh, earn higher yield. So as the protocol lives on there is the there's a pretty high potential for just higher and higher yield as more tokens are more collateral is deposited into the vault and more uh, harvested yield is sent to the phaser so if we start out with um let's say 30 percent and then it dips up below because the amount of uh, collateral coming in is very high and very fast um, in the long run it will come back up to 30 percent or higher because the phasers just constantly fed with more and more tokens. And then I'm curious, you know, you're um, launching right around a year after, you know, Alchemex has launched. And I'm just curious of, uh, you know, a couple of the um, lessons you've learned as, you know, you've witnessed them uh, over the last year and, and, and some of the um, ideas that you, you've planned on implementing with Kinetic. Yeah, so th we definitely had a few learnings. Um, we've talked with uh, with the Alchemix crew and um, worked with them on a on a few things and really enjoy them. Um, they've definitely inspired a lot of people and inspired us um, for Kinetic. Um, the learnings have definitely been around more around how to like increase the protocol, how to like more stabilize the protocol, um, and of course like learning from the uh, security hacks that happened over the last year. Um, and more other ones that kind of were caught before launch. Um, and so learning from those have definitely been good things. And so those are like been our, been our core learnings. There's definitely been like more small things that we've focused on. And there's definitely some more questions that like we're also talking with them right now because uh, looping is definitely on our mind right now. I guess for, for those not familiar, um, what, what would you... I guess, uh, elaborate a bit on the recursive or, or looping issue? Yeah, so um, basically right now, um, a user 
could so right now on anchor there's a protocol called mim that is uh, that has like a dgen box that is essentially allowing users to loop over the anchor yield multiple times and i believe the apy there is a hundred percent um and so with kinetic this becomes a bit easier and so we're trying to think of uh ways to benefit the protocol um for users that are doing this. So in the sense that either more fees are going to stakers, um, if more people are looping, um, because looping tends to uh, have a tendency to destabilize a protocol. Um, so talking with Alchemix and in the early days on their podcast, they were a bit concerned with looping as well, um, especially in the infancy of the protocol. They were, I'd say they were able to like live through it. Um, and, but with Kinetic, it's essentially uh, a loop one loop would be that you deposit $100 into Kinetic, you take out 50K UST, you swap it for uh, UST, and then you just deposit another $50 into, U into your vault. And then you take out $25, swap it to UST, deposit it back in the vault. And then after a couple of times, the yield that you're generating is higher than your original yield in the sense that you're leveraging uh, your tokens. So it essentially creates um, like instability for the, the KUST um, pair. Is that right? As people are dumping a bunch of the KUST into that pair to um, continue looping their position. Exactly. So we do plan on um, quite heavily uh, incentivizing the KUST UST pool. Um, so users will be able to add. And then from the lock drop uh, user, there will be like a decent amount of funds in there already. And with we have uh, roughly a runway of two to four years of incentivization. And then after that, we hope to have a large amount of um, a large amount of protocol owned liquidity. And um, but we do plan on uh, distributing more of the stakers, uh, more of the protocol fees to LP incentives if needed at that point. Yeah, I did note that, you know, the emission schedules for the ALCX token was quite, um, I guess, controversial within like the first six months of the protocol or so. And then more recently, you know, their forums are such a great source of information and the thinking behind Scoopy and the team. I've seen that most of their emissions now are not even going to LP incentives, right? They're going towards, you know, participating in the curve wars to uh, uh, curve worlds and the bribes to essentially accumulate CVX and curve. So I think the equivalent for uh, us on Terra would be you know, essentially uh, the kinetic treasury owning a whole bunch of Astro tokens and gauge voting for the KUST, UST pair. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes, you do. That, that is definitely right. Um, so yeah, we're definitely focusing. We're in their forums reading, um, trying to learn from them and speaking to them more and more as we inch closer to launch. Okay, cool. Ryan, I guess, do you want to um, finish up and, and maybe grab some Grab some questions from the audience as well. <laughs> no, thank. We we had a couple of speakers lined up, but they have all backed out. So if anyone wants to put their hand up and ask a, a question to the team, we can do. Um, if not, I think you guys have got some questions from Twitter that we could potentially be cracking on with whilst we're waiting for people. Uh, Cedric, did you want to ask your question? Yeah, how are you guys doing? Good, and yourself? Good. So one, I just wanted to. 
be clear on a few things. So let's say, you know, you deposit $10,000, you're able to borrow five. In 18 months, you're stating that that loan will be paid. So the 50% loan will be paid back within 18 months. Did I get that clear so far? Yeah, I mean, those those are definitely um, like projected numbers. Of course, as the protocol um, grows and lives, um, the numbers may differ, but we are aiming to have a higher yield than Anchor itself. Gotcha. Um, so my next question would be, let's say, for instance, you know, I deposit the money, take the collateral, but then life happens or whatever, and I need to get that money back. As long as you pay back the collateral, of what you borrowed, I mean, you're able to take your collateral back out. Like, is there lock-in periods of the collateral, no matter what? Or as long as you pay back your loan, you're good? As, as long as you pay back your loan, you'd, you'll be good. So there is a uh, liquid, there is a way to like liquidate yourself. Of course, it's a liquidate-free protocol. But if, let's say, you have $2,000 outstanding, um, but you, let's say you need the 8000 in UST um, to like off-ramp or do something, then you could call the liquidate in which it would take 2000 from your initial collateral and give you the 8000 back if you don't want to wait for the, for the entire loan to pay back itself. Perfect. So I guess that kind of answers my last question, because my last question would be, how often like, does it pay back? Basically, so say if I owe the 50%, like say if I borrow 50%, would I be able to perpetually borrow more as it's paying itself back to keep me at 50%? And how often do then paybacks like come into the account? Yeah. So um, basically, like you could do it in the sense of you put in 10000 you take out like a $1,000 loan, use it for that month. Um, and then by the end of the month, you can take out another 1000 and or you take out that whole 5000 And then let's say within one month, it pays back 1000 you can take out that 1000 again and use it the next month, do the same thing. So as long as the um, debt is, as long as the harvest function is being called, the overall debt of the system will be going down, meaning you can take out more loans as long as it's under your collateralization limit. And do you guys like do this monthly? Is that how, is it like, when do these like payments, whatever, however it pays itself back, like when will we see that in our own account? Like, is that monthly, that daily? Um, it's going to be um, like we will be calling the harvest function. The harvest function has a limit of, uh, I believe, we are setting it to every five to ten minutes. So it can be called every five to ten minutes, or it can be called longer. Um, but we plan on calling it at least once to twice a day. Cool, man. Thanks. That's it for me. All right. Thank you. Really great questions there. Um, just just an add-on question there. So, um, so I can't partially withdraw collateral or i can essentially self self liquidate to withdraw the remainder remainder of my collateral is that correct correct gotcha so you can only get your collateral back in full once you've fully paid off a loan yeah cool gotcha um yeah great question cedric um next up i've got block muncher coming with your question name <laughs> thanks hi yeah so you touched on this a little bit um, I guess I'm kind of really curious uh, if you guys have talked to, it sounds like you're already considering with uh, Anchor Protocol, uh, if you're talking to them about sustainability of their entire ecosystem, uh, because it sounds like, at least with your initial V1, what you were calling it, um, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're heavily relying on Anchor uh, earn yields, and I'm wondering about the borrow side and how that uh, ends up making sure that you're that you're not uh uh or you know just like just like the mem box like you were mentioning is is 
um, not helping on the borrow side of Anchor. Uh, just what your thoughts there, if there was anything else I didn't touch on before. Yeah, um, the, the interesting, so we have like a hypothesis that since we're allowing users to deposit um, AUST on top of UST, that a lot of users that just have AUST sitting in their account will deposit it into Kinetic. And so in this sense, we wouldn't necessarily be adding too much on top of the existing, but we have gone back and forth internally on this. Um, it is it is a very hot subject. Um, and we are talking to uh, Anchor here and there on like various schemes. And we are running through some data ourselves and various designs to help like protocol uh, safety come into fruition. Um, We've also gone as far to like talk about how we ourselves can also incentivize like the borrow side if need be um, to like help things out um, there. But I do think the anchor team is very aware of what's going on. Um, and I, I'm pretty confident in them that they have like a plan to on how to attack this with adding different types of um, different types of yield bearing tokens. Um, so adding soul, adding Adam, adding all these other tokens is definitely seems like it's up their alley. Um, but yeah, we, we plan on getting way more involved in anchor governance and anchor protocol design, mm-hmm. even to the point where we may even, um, put some devs to help assist, get a feature through the door if needed. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad you're talking into that. Awesome. I just we... have a follow up. Um, yeah, ahead, Jimmy. yeah. So like, uh, I haven't, I haven't. Um, dive too deep into like Alchemix V2, but I know that like, they're allowing, say, like, um, like multiple collateral types and multiple strategies. Um, as far as like on the tarot ecosystem, um, I think the the other money markets that are coming on board um, in the near future are going to be, say, Mars and Edge, um, maybe some UST vaults coming from, say, white whale arbitraging. Or uh, I think you would Foundry DAO. They're doing something interesting with their Hedge Plus program. I guess my, my question is, how flexible is um, the the kinetic vaults and where they deploy and harvest uh, the UST yields? So they they are pretty dynamic in terms of how they're designed. Um, the, the it's designed to accept multiple strategies. Um, just in the initial version. It, we are kind of like leaving it as like one strategy and then plan on doing a uh, contract migration in order to upgrade to allow multiple strategies. Um, kind of like stabilize the, the first version um, and get it uh, tested, get it in use, and then introduce the, the second part. So like you're creating your own yield aggregator, right? Like Alchemex is built on urine finance and the, the dive vault for urine finance is doing a bunch of weird stuff behind the scenes that we don't really know or care about. It's just like, we just know that it's uh, generating yield for the die stable coin. Right. Um, but I guess we don't really have anything like that. We don't have like a, a yield An aggregator. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Like just like some kind of vault. So essentially you'd almost be creating that yourselves then, huh? Yeah. I mean, if, if a team comes out and puts it together, um, we are, we would be ecstatic to work with them um, and and integrate them as like our, our core functionality and then like add them into uh, the kind of like default set of vaults, but uh, def- default set of uh, strategies. But until that comes to fruition, we can't really um, assume that it will happen. 
Okay, I think that's all for me. I don't know if anyone else in the audience um, has any other questions or perhaps Ryan um, don't know what else is on um, our agenda for uh, for the space. Yeah, I think I think we've managed to cover most of the bases here. And yeah, last opportunity if anyone wants to come and ask any questions. I guess the the obvious question that we haven't asked is how far away from launch are you guys roughly? We're we're aiming to launch within Q1, um, and that that is the goal. Um, I, I've definitely been burned by giving more exact timelines, um, so we we want to leave it more like as in Q1. But uh, we're working as hard as I can, as hard as we can, and as fast as we can to get everything tested, to go through the sequences, to launch. Um, the like core product is like ready and um, ready to go. It's just the the token part and the token launch part is the part that's uh, I would say primarily slowing us down. Interesting. So have you have you completed audits on your on your main smart contracts? Uh, we have uh, we have a team of like uh, people going through the contracts right now, um, and then on top of that, we have scheduled audits um, that will uh, come to fruition. Um, in the near in the near future, um, so its launch is kind of like coordinated across like getting public facing audits and getting uh, the launch contracts ready to go. Exciting times! And if people want to follow along with what you guys are doing, where's the best place to? I guess where's the best place to follow? And where's maybe where's the best place to come and engage if people have got questions? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, obviously Twitter uh, Twitter is a good one. Um, we have a Telegram as well. We're mainly using it uh, as an announcement channel uh, for now, um, just because um, we saw um, how much uh, questions get asked in other uh, announcement channels, and we, we just don't have the resources right now to, to have a person just uh, being on Telegram answering questions. Um, however, that doesn't mean we're not answering questions to anyone. Um, feel free to slide in our Twitter DMs. Um, we generally answer anything that's not a, a marketing promotion request. Um, so if you have any any curious questions, um, just shoot them to us either in the Twitter comments or just in the DMs. Um, and yeah, just keep an eye on our Twitter. That's pretty much um, what yeah where we will post every kind of new announcement or or content. Do you guys have a? Do you guys have a? white paper or light paper that's available and if not is that coming we we don't at this time we're working on like a series of blog posts to like explain things a lot more clearly um and i'd say like possibly these blog posts could be combined into something of a light paper um uh, at least for me like uh the the terror ecosystem seems to be very um adept with uh light papers so we may add one um just because that is the norm but um since the protocol can be like pretty explained explained pretty well um without a paper um we may also um just tr try to do more informational blogs that can be synthesized and read easier by a wider audience makes sense um i, I do have a, a a final question coming in here from uh, from gladius maximus uh, if you want to come in and ask a question before we close out here, you're more than welcome to. Hi. Yeah, I just want to have a question. And this comes up a lot, even on Anchor, about DGN box and also for kinetic money, people looping things. Does it really matter where the money is coming from? 
right? If the money is coming from a thousand dollars from a um, from somebody putting it initially, or somebody looping it, does that really really matter to the protocol? Um, it, it doesn't. I wouldn't say it matters where the money comes from. Um, it matters more in the stability of the protocol. So um, we we can easily see that um, that the the DGEN box and various other means uh, that various other users of Anchor are just depleting the reserve faster than expected, and so and so like a lower reserve could lead to a more unstable protocol or lower yields, um, and so on. And so it, so it doesn't really matter where the funds come from. In my opinion, it's more of the safety and stability of the protocol that matters the most. So that's then more of a question of scalability of the protocol than or where Correct. the money is coming. So I, I think people are, I, I think we need to reframe this more about scalability. And if you look at MIM, they're limiting how much they're uh, pushing out to MIM. So it's almost like putting a break on how much AUST can be minted because there is no break on AUST and maybe you know there's no break on KUST. And it is that break that makes the protocol stable. So we don't have a break and then we're complaining that we're getting too much money coming in, but really we just need to manage stability some way. And I guess in, on Anchor, they're managing stability by having this buffer of a stability of the yield reserve and hoping that the new collateral is going to come in through new interest, uh, lower interest rates. So how are you potentially thinking about putting a limit on how much KUST can be withdrawn? Yeah, so there's there's a debt cap associated to KUST, um, and so in the sense that if there's um, twenty million in the phaser, but there's a hundred million in the volts, that means uh, at a fifty percent ratio, it's like fifty million can be minted, and maybe at that point in time, maybe only thirty million can be minted. But this doesn't mean that the user shouldn't still deposit their AUST or their UST because they're gaining a credit. So when the debt cap increases then they'll be able to uh, mint KUST. So in this case, we're doing it this way so we can build, so we can assure ourselves a stable um, stable swap between KUST and UST. Because if all of a sudden the debt cap is increased to a billion dollars and people come in and take that billion dollars, if there isn't sufficient use case or liquidity to trade that KUST to UST, then the KUST peg can easily break. Okay. Thanks so much. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks for the good question. But Munshi, do you want to come back in? I see you've got your hand up. Yeah. Hey, uh, just one, one more question. Um, uh, just it's, it's a curiosity question. And if you don't want to answer it, if it's something personal or something like this, feel no problem. Uh, just curious. It sounds like you said that there's no VCs that have uh, given money and, um, and I guess it sounds like you guys haven't raised in any other way. So um, it's, it's really cool. It's neat. Um, it's exciting, uh, more community kind of communal launch fashion. Um, but just curious, like, how are you guys been funding? Are you just you're just the team was able to uh, work by themselves and just bootstrap, or yeah, how have you guys been working? Yeah. Um, so in this sense, like uh, a lot of us um, have been in crypto for a while. Um, and so with the recent bull market um, and the recent like push of Luna and push of various other projects and airdrops within the Cosmos ecosystem, we were able to say like, oh, like um, if we were to take funds, 
we feel like that would just add a lot more bloat to ourselves and um we like being lean and fast and so uh and so we just decided to like do it on our own of course this means that like some people like uh, myself like uh i'm not really taking uh, a salary at this time but for me like the the staking rewards and stuff like that in luna and in other ecosystems is is like more than enough to live off um so i'm like happy to do it and it's also for me it's like a passion project and so it's like something like i actually want to use or actually want to see exist in terra that's so cool that's awesome that's uh really inspiring like not not that it's any payment but uh you know we look up to you for doing that it's cool thank you i was thinking exactly the same thing a really inspirational approach to things that we're not particularly used to in the crypto space so um it's an interesting story to hear if you don't have a hard stop i think DeFi zealots up here to um to ask a question we may as well run through as many questions as people have yeah hey um i'll keep it short and quick here um one uh, thing where when i was playing around on your website uh, with the uh, auto replaying loans uh, little app that you have up there um I'm trying to understand um, the APY part, why that is variable and it's not fixed. Um, is it something that you choose? Like, I, uh, that's the, I understand the self-replaying loan part. You know, you lock up your principal, you take a loan, buy something, and then it automatically pays off and you can take the loan again after it pays off. Uh, that part is clear. But why is the APY variable? And is this something that we're, we're speculating that it would be between 20% to uh, 40% or and it'll be variable? Or is it just uh, there for us to like make some guesses, I guess? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the, the reason why it's uh, on the bottom end, it's roughly 20% is kind of like to model it against something like uh, like anchor um and then the higher end would be like two times anchor of course like we do have plans on exceeding this but it's kind of also to like just gauge like a, a mental a mental uh, model of like oh if i were to take this loan and at this if it was at this percentage like how how fast would it pay it back and so because it, it won't be like a guaranteed like 40 percent um and because as the phaser grows the yield will grow as well but as more collateral comes in on the Volt side, then it will kind of decrease the amount of boost that's coming from the phaser. But then it's kind of like, it's like a, a, a seesaw, like a teeter-totter. It's kind of like, as one, as one is growing, the other one is like being reduced, but then the, over time, the other one is growing as well. Okay, so it's basically, like I can count on it being 20% as the least. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, uh, twenty percent. So, it, uh, like, it, it's entirely dependent on Anchor um, for right now, and so it would be roughly around the the same as Anchor. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Cool. Thanks for the question, DeFi Um I don't think we have anyone else lined up here. Um, so, just to reiterate, if people want to follow what Kinetic are doing, you can catch them mostly on their on their Twitter or maybe in their Telegram. Um, we have a potential Q1 launch upcoming with no uh, specific date stated, but uh, keep an eye out for that. Anything else you guys want to add in here before we close up? Um, not, uh, just 
thanks for thanks for hosting us, GT. Um, we we really like working with you guys. Um, thanks for everyone for listening in, and thanks for coming along the journey um, with us. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Um, thanks, GT, but also thanks to the uh, all the community. We have seen um, great support, although we we're about to finally launch. Um, so we haven't launched it, but have still seen great, great support. Um, and which is also why we decided to do kind of a more sizey airdrop uh, for the community. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone, and uh, we're excited to really get that product out, so we can finally all. Uh, use it and play around with it. And I'm super excited for what's uh, to come. Thanks so much, both of you, for joining us. Um, yeah, a really exciting project project that's doing something a little bit different from other stuff that we're seeing on Terra. So can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, I see we've also got Mr. Terra Spaces in here, who hopefully has been recording. So hopefully we'll be able to put this out to a wider audience later on. Um, but uh, thanks so much again for joining. and. Uh, We'll speak to everyone soon. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the GT Capital Kinetic Money Space, recorded on Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. Terraspaces appreciates their support. For terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm ripping and rapping, I ain't picking the bastards who be tricking the masses into getting their asses kicked. Feels like I've been getting my masters. Fuck a pump and double like the income that's passive. Raise up the bar before I fly right past it. I'll be writing rhymes till they put me in a casket. Old man shit, put the lotion on its skin. Then put that shit back in the damn basket like Buffalo Bill, the way I'm ruffling feathers. Snuffing out deck. Cut the heads off collectors Keep a couple heads in a jar as keepsakes And take the rest and turn them into free bait Upgrade the feelings, supply the free base Looking all professional, tools in the briefcase Running on empty from gassing up my teammates First one down, let me know how that sleep tastes and impossible defending the plausible from end to demonstrable the mission isn't even worried about the clearance running interference till our enemies fear us we're only one disappearance away from a bad day everybody trying to save face on the last day feeling fancy about to pull out the masse drop the eight ball in passing that's so passe i'm getting nasty you cannot put it past me a mix between blasphemy and talk everlasting feeling like a masterpiece looking like a tragedy trying to get through another day full of savagery getting headstrong from working in the mess hall all hands on deck waiting for our next haul i need the rest got big plans to eject so feed the grass and keep off the kleenex i am interested in magic because i am fascinated with psychology i love to learn about how people make inferences how they draw conclusions and find patterns and information and in particular i'm interested in all that can go wrong uh, how an individual can be led astray by certain cognitive vulnerabilities or exploited. 
Oasis. 